and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Hazel Harrington, I am so excited to finally have nabbed you as my guest for She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much. Wow, it's a pleasure being here, Jules. Thanks you for inviting me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So let's start off by telling people what it is that you do now, and there is so much that you do, uh, but tell everyone about Harrington Publications and the other bits and pieces that you're doing now. Okay, well, um, I'm the founder of Harrington Publications Worldwide. We publish mm-hmm. books and magazines. We also do some amazing events for women, and yes. we equip and empower them to build powerful global brands. Wow. Oh, my God. I love it. And you've got that in a – that's a perfect elevator pitch. So the big question now is why? Why did you set it up? Jules, COVID has affected a lot of businesses. Oh, I used yeah. to travel the world. I've spoken on fantastic uh, platforms in Los Angeles with celebrities, billionaires, millionaires. And, I mean, we could travel up and down, and that was my lifestyle. And I was also right. doing a bit of coaching on the side. But then COVID hit – and imagine this, I'd invested almost uh, $100,000 for my next event, which was in, going to be in Zimbabwe. I invited Australian speakers, American speakers, and, we, and from the United Kingdom. And, they, and I'd pumped in so much money to the marketing and, and some of the, the guest speakers and couldn't travel. And oh. I was in denial. I was like, no, no, this is going to change. This I is going to change. What do you do? It's so hard when, when you've got so much riding on it. Yeah, yeah. And I was stuck. I was stuck. Yeah. And then I had a choice. Do I innovate? Because the reality is, is that when COVID hit, it was either you're going to innovate, create new ideas to solve all problems and to address this issue, or you're going to wait. And if you yep. waited, guess what? Now you're actually trying to catch up with people like myself who decided we're going to move. We're going to be innovative. And yep. so I yep. decided, listen, I need to reinvent myself, reinvent the business. And I knew that right now everything is virtual and I need to be online consistently if this brand is going to work. And that's what I did is that I decided, let me go into uh, publishing books and magazines. Um, And then I also started inviting lady speakers as well, doing online uh, virtual events. It was not easy. No, no, not easy at all. But you did an amazing job. I was very lucky to be invited to your one <laughs> uh, for America just before Christmas last year, which was the end of 2021. Yeah. And it was amazing. You really you really did some fantastic things. But talk to me about why women. Why have you got lady speakers? And it was all about powerful women around the world. Okay. Um, before I moved to Australia, because uh, I'm uh, originally from Zimbabwe, though residing oh, in yes, Australia. Oh, yes, I'm dying to hear that whole story. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. So I was working with women and uh, empowering them, running business workshops. And right. I always tell the story of how I got into business. I mean, I was very wealthy. When I say we right. had millions, houses, everything, and that's another story in itself before. Oh, we, wow. Because I'm now uh, a single mom and happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not sad uh, happy uh, and fulfilled by the way that's another right. story <laughs> and then 
And here's the thing, Jules, is that I had a restaurant then and I had this desire because everything's about purpose. If you're not walking in your purpose, you'll never have that sense of fulfillment. But I would see women struggling. I had everything. And I, I always tell the story. I was driving in my S-Class. I mean, it was smooth, right. the Mercedes. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we've got ladies that sell vegetables, you know, at the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. And so on my way home, we needed tomatoes. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the supermarket. Let me get from these, they're called vendors. Yeah. And I walked to one of the vendors and she was selling 500 grams of tomatoes for less than a dollar. Can you imagine? And yeah. I was like, how is this woman surviving? You know? And, and then the, the skin tears, of her teeth. Yeah. yeah right. Started to run down my face. I wept, but it was my appointment with Destiny Jules. I wept and I wept and I wept. And that was the first time that you had realized yeah. that people were living on so little. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And I decided I'm going to do something about it. And so I decided to run my first business workshop in my restaurant. And I invited all the ladies from the marketplace. It's actually on YouTube. If oh, you Google wow. Hazel Mia's Destiny Arise, and I'm, I'm inviting the ladies. And I took the flyers and I said, come, 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 come. My first business workshop. And here's the reality is that I had obviously my um uh, the ladies that were business owners that attended. Then I also made room for the startups, those that right. had no idea and they were just selling things, like I said to you, uh, for less than a dollar. And that's how it all started, the purpose, the destiny, and why women, because yeah, it was I love the it. passion and the desire to help them I, to become economically independent and wholly well, sufficient. By mixing, and by mixing the established women with the startup women was very smart because that's what they need. They need someone to, to be able to see someone who's doing it, but also somebody who can maybe give them some advice and help. Yes. So, wow. Okay, yes. so we have to get into your story now because you have just blown my mind by uh, your life prior to this. So let's start off with you. I'm guessing you grew up in Zimbabwe. Yes. Is, is that the right country? Yeah. Have I got yeah. the country right? Um, yes. So <laughs> what what size family did you have and what did your parents do? Okay. Um, eight children. Oh. I'm a twin. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was thinking maybe three or four, eight. Yeah. My wow. mom yeah. My mom and my dad met and they had two children each. And then my twin sister, Barbara, and myself were actually uh, the firstborn Oh, you're in, twin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I uh, grew up as a twin. Uh, I wasn't very close with my dad because he, you know, how how you grow up is how even how you, you become a parent. So his dad mm-hmm. wasn't there. And so he had no idea how to be a dad and he was also right. promiscuous. Um, and so my mom was always there for us. Uh, my dad passed away when um, he was 45, they're pretty young. Oh, very yeah, young. Yeah, so we didn't have that, like, fatherly figure. I was actually thinking about it to say, you know, the love of a dad, um, he was he was there but absent, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah it you know, sounds yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. how in heaven's name did your mum cope when your dad died with eight children? She didn't. She didn't. She right. didn't, yeah. Okay. Um, because he was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And the reality was is that she didn't have much of an education. Yeah. So um, it was it was really hard, but guess what? When my dad passed away, we actually became closer as siblings. Uh, we were there for one another. She was yeah, blessed, you know, that obviously when he passed away, there was a home that he had yeah. uh, put on mortgage. Though even if it was with his brothers, but still. That and how old were you at the at this stage? I was eighteen when my dad passed away. 
Yeah. And and where do you fit in the pecking order of eight children? Are you the young, youngest, oldest? Where were you sitting? Um, well, because we've got the the other four that were born before us, my stepbrothers and sisters. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so you, most of your mum's kids at that stage were adults. Yes. She just had the two younger ones. Yes. Because I was thinking, what would you do if you had eight young children? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And being on your own. I mean, not that it was easy anyway, yeah. but, I mean, just to uh, make it more difficult. So, um, so did you enjoy school? Did you get to go to school? Jules, I became um, a leader by going to boarding school because we had the absent uh-huh. father and my yeah. mom wasn't that educated. What happened is that we went to um, a high school called Jamison High School and I yeah. just, I thank God for that school because uh, at that time we still had a lot of the white farmers that would bring in milk and the farmers' kids there and they invested in the school. So, right. we were, so in terms of sport, that, delete, that developed the leadership qualities in me. I used to dive. Was I used to dive? Yeah, and I used to come first dive, all the time. Dive, as in what? Platform diving off diving, a diving board? Platform diving, what? yeah. Wow. No one could beat me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's you, funny you know. <laughs> because you don't actually hear a lot of African swimming yeah. or diving champions, so you would have been one of a small group, I imagine. Yeah, so my, my twin used to uh, dive off the three meter. I used to dive off the one meter. Have you ever, right. you know, you know when you're in high school, when you see somebody that's so good and you get annoying, like, oh, there they come. That was me. Here she comes. Right. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, and we used to play hockey, swimming, and they had amazing teachers. And I don't think my mom and my dad would have been able to, you know, equip us and empower us to become the leaders that we were born to be. So, Right. For people that are watching and sometimes things happen and in our journey of destiny, you know, we, 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 it doesn't go the way you want. At that time, I'm crying all the time. I don't want to be a border, but when I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that getting that study time, two hours of study, <laughs> because I learned to read a lot. I love reading, going to the library. Right. I used yep. to read Nancy Drew. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And we didn't like boys. We were so into sport that when I think about it, I was like, that guy was cute. Why didn't I date him, man? <laughs> I know, but that's great as well for, for girls to be encouraged to do sport and everything. So did you go through to year 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we even went uh, as far as our A-levels, advanced level. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and then and and then what did you do after that? Did you go to uni, or what was the plan after you left school? Well, so after we left school, remember my dad passed away, and so yeah, uh, my desire that year, I guess, was that around that uh, that year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tough, tough. Yeah. So mm. for him, I mean, for him, like um, since he's absent, we've just got to get a job, and so my first job was at Coca Cola. How amazing is oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah, so I worked yeah, as a person. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, worked as a person assistant. They're supposed assistant. to be a great employer. Did, did you enjoy working there? Yeah, I did. And global, so it gives yes. you that perspective of yeah, yeah, yeah getting yeah. out. Yeah. So I worked for Coca-Cola. I worked for a lot of good companies. I worked for a bank and then bought my first house, okay. uh, a mortgage. It was called National Merchant Bank and uh, moved up the, the ladder. Uh, bought my yeah. first car as well. Had shares even in National Merchant Bank, and this is in Zimbabwe. Still amazing, 
you know, uh, before inflation. Yes, I don't know very much. Uh, yeah, I don't know very much about it. So you'll have to um, step me through what it was like, what happened. So yeah. um, initially, Zimbabwe is is mixed with white and black, and the money is flowing through the economy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that was uh, presumably in those early days when you were working with Coke and and yeah. the banks. Yeah. So then, what happened? Okay. So then, what happened was that um, my brother came to the house with uh, one of his friends. This is where I met my part, my husband, my ex-husband. Yeah. And so we started dating. Um, the reality is, is that when I share my story, I don't think that relationships, high school sweethearts that get married, I don't think it's a good thing because you're marrying a boy, not the man. And then he develops Look, it's, into it's the man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. But, it, well, it works one of two ways. Yeah. Either they become incredibly close mm-hmm. and and grow together or, you know, you, as you say, you're completely do your children yes. at that stage yeah. and you're going to grow apart with life as experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there was the breaking up, getting back together, and we dated for so long, 10 years, got married. But 10 it, years? Yeah. Wow. Oh, imagine. I got married at 25. <laughs> I wish everyone could see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but Jules, you know the thing is that I'm whole. I'm dating now after you know a long time. I have someone that cares about me, and foolishly oh, I didn't see it. You know, he was there for me, and I was just like, you know, there's this persona and this image that we have of this perfect guy. He has to be rich, handsome, and have everything going for himself. But in reality, the nicest guys don't even look like that. They're really going to take care of you and love you for who you are. You know? That's right. It's a fairy story. It's just those fairy stories we were told when we were younger. But hang on. First, I want to go back to uh, your life as it unfolded because yeah. you said you became incredibly wealthy. So what happened with your first husband? Okay. So what happened is that uh, we got married and we began – because remember when we got married, I already had my house. Okay. Yep. That we oh, bought, okay. Yeah. Yep. So I had that mortgage and then we bought another house and we started rising up together he worked uh, for a fast food company mm-hmm. and so he also started rising uh, from being a pizza maker to becoming a right. partner but guess what right. with wealth also comes its issues because he also came from a broken background so right. yeah so we're making all this money history and- repeats itself <laughs> yeah and so here's the thing i mean we we starting to have babies and let me tell you with relationships, something just changed yeah. in that the money, you know, they, they, that, that accountability and hiding things. And I knew something was wrong. And I don't think we went back ever to the way things were before. Because obviously, that, but that that's kids as well, isn't it? Because yeah. because instead of your partner being the light of your life and and you know everything being geared towards making them happy, you you have to shift your focus to the children. Yeah. And for some men, I think they just they they don't understand why they're not the most important thing in your life still. Yeah, sadly. Eh? But then obviously, so how many kids did you have? About three. Um, ah. Yeah, I've got uh, with me. And uh, yeah. she's Whitney. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> great. And yeah, I named her after Whitney Houston. That's the yeah, truth. I was guessing <laughs> that you might have. <laughs> yeah, and then there was um, Warren Junior. They came one year after each other. Then I waited right. a while, about ten years. Then I had Alyssa, and oh. um, yeah. So when I left my husband, she was eighteen months years old. But by then, I was having a nervous breakdown. I'd shake because, they, I mean, he was going through a lot of phase. I mean, I've, I've healed. 
we 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 now talk a little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and um, but the reality is is that I know a lot of women that are stuck in a relationship. And let me tell you why I was stuck for a long time. I was why? stuck because I was worried about what people think if I left because uh, we were very popular in the community. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. It was more about yeah. losing that that yeah. That- community that you'd built together yeah and, and also I didn't, the, the embarrassment the embarrassment of like i'm saying what are people going to say and everybody thinks that it's so it, perfect well let me stop you because is is divorce very unusual in zimbabwe because obviously here mm-hmm. i don't think people would feel the same thing because one <laughs> in two marriages breaks up but is it much more unusual in zimbabwe yeah well let me tell you what happens in zimbabwe they stay They'll stay right. in that uh, relationship because I think for culture, they're like it's like it's normal, you know. Yeah. Um, a man is a man, but I made a decision because let me tell you, if you're going to a stage where the phone rings, do you understand? And this this one has been cheating and cheating and cheating on you, and right. you're now beginning to to shake and you're losing your self confidence. And you've got to get out. You've you've really got to get out, and that's and I mean I had an eighteen month year old daughter, and I, and I a big said, decision when she's that young. Yeah, and I was I wasn't a nice person, you know. Right. My personality was now changing because because this person is always flirting with my friends and flirting with everybody. That now the people around me now we've got an event. I don't want to be there, and uh, who's going to flirt with next? And I mean yeah. I was just over it. Over it, you know. So how did you escape? Good question. I mean, I use the word escape. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether it actually was a sort of, you know, in the middle of the night, but what was the, how, you know, how did you get, get, get apart? And then what did you do to survive? Yeah. So what happened is that, um, you know, someone's cheating. There's this, the little signs, but you want that closure. You want the truth. You know, I wasn't willing to walk out without having the full, all the details. So what happened is that um, because obviously my background, Christian, I just prayed. I said, God, you need to show I want I want the truth. And I mean, at that time, it's those phones where you you needed a code or something and to not not the pin number, but it it was like do something like that. So he got pissed. He was drunk. And um, he left his phone in the bedroom. And so I took the phone, and this is after my prayer, and I just did this. And it opened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and guess what? Horror. All what? the information I needed. Because, I mean, this, this man, it had gone to a stage where he'd even walk out the house and disappear for two days. Right. And be in the hotel. So it sounds like you were very well rid of him. So you discovered <laughs> that he was cheating. Yeah. You left with three young kids. What did you do next? Okay, so um, what I did is that he traveled. I just moved out because we had another house that we were renovating. Okay. And he never came to get us. He never came to say, I'm sorry. I was, it was the most shocking wow. thing. He kept on partying in the nightclubs. And because oh he thought God. he was missing out on uh, a lot of stuff. But, but that's what happens when you're in, in also a, an emotionally abusive relationship. It's mm-hmm. like... Uh, it's it's like she's the problem, you know what I mean? Um, there's nothing wrong. I'm a man. Who knows what was going through his mind? And so yeah. my mom then said to me, "Why don't you just come to Australia?" 
Um, ah, so you had a link to Australia anyway. Your mum was already here. Yes, 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 yes. But I always tell the story where this person, besides that also, because in Africa you can apply for a gun. And, and the thing right. is that um, I'm not saying that he was going to use it, but you know what I mean? He applied for one. Yeah, he, he, he had one. And for uh, me, yeah, yeah, I, I went and I hid that. it away and separated it, which meant I was like, listen, I can't live live this life. And plus he was paying the gardener to spy on me, you know. <sighs> And then it just sounds like a nightmare, <laughs> Hazel. Yeah. So anyway, my mom says, "No, you gotta leave. You gotta leave. Come right. to Australia. Uh, come further your education." And I mean, I was looking terrible. I was a mess. And I mean, now you must know my mom's in Australia. She's an Australian citizen. She's been here. And how people think in Africa. And I'm in Zimbabwe. And she's like, "You need to come here and see." How people think and love, yes, we that. <laughs> and what were you thinking? I mean, I mean, it's just such a huge thing for you to do. Of course, great that your mum was here, but it's still, you know, the other side of the world, completely different culture. You've got young kids. Mm-hmm. You've been beaten down, obviously, emotionally by your marriage. So what was it like arriving? And, and I mean, were you scared? Uh, I cried at the airport holding my daughter. I wept. And did I you said, leave them behind or did you bring them with you? I brought my 18-month-old daughter. He wouldn't allow me to leave with the other two. Right. Oh, I gosh. cried at the airport and I said, God, why didn't he come after us? Why didn't he? I wept like I've never wept before, you know, from inside your soul. Oh, yeah. And then guess what? I walked what? into the What's that room where the, the, everybody's waiting for the flight for some reason? I'm oh, yeah, the um, boarding, boarding let's say, room, I don't know, the boarding area. And yep. guess what? Everybody started smiling at me. Hey, cute baby. What? And I'd just been crying and they were so nice to me. They were playing with Alyssa. And I will always remember that day, you know, always remember that yeah. day because. You thought it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. But I had a lot of moments where. But before I left, I, I left with $100,000 that he had given me. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we're now working on um, um, the divorce settlement and everything. So I had uh, money when I came. I got my own Thank place. Uh, started um, registering for uni. And then came the battle now of the divorce settlement. I didn't get what I deserved. I'm over that. Right. I've moved on. It made me work harder. I think if I had that... I wouldn't be where I am today. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. think I think when things get tough, it does do something inside us that makes us, you know, yeah, more determined. Mm-hmm. And I'm dying to hear about how you ended up in LA and with celebrities <laughs> and things. So keep telling me this story. So you've yeah. arrived, yeah. you're here, you've got a little bit of money yeah. and you obviously decided to go back to uni. Yeah, yeah. So I went back to how, uni how it, and yeah. you start thinking, okay, I've got this money. And the rest of my divorce settlement is going to come, or if it does come, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I mean, I had this whole life in Zimbabwe, but it's now I needed to deal with my identity crisis. Who am I? Because I was someone's wife and I had my kids. I'm still a mother, but now I don't know where, you know. 
Yeah, I do. It's funny because there's another woman I've interviewed, Elsa Likumba, uh, who's also, I think, from Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. who's written a book about belonging around exactly that thing, about coming to a new country and trying to, you know, assimilate without using the word assimilate. Yeah. (laughs) That's... Yeah. So, uh, and then I realised that... I need to put myself out there. I'm no longer Hazel mm. Mears. I'm Hazel Harrington. I have a purpose. I have a destiny. And, right. Um, but what I realized, because now in my journey, because that, that was like eight years ago, is that I was just trying to prove a point to my ex-partner that I can make it and I can achieve this. Yes, it pushed me, but that shouldn't have been the case. I should have been living my life for myself. You know, but we've got to start somewhere, yeah. and I'm glad in some ways yeah. that you had him because, as you say, you wouldn't be where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, wh- how did you get started? I mean, I want to know how you ended up in LA. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is that I had this divorce settlement, and I'm and I'm saying to myself, okay, this money's going to run out. You know, I'm not doing anything. Yep. And so I saw an ad in the on Facebook, and it was talking about a business workshop and um, helping you to grow and make money and start a okay. business, etc. And it was an American organization. So I went there and I was like, wow. And they talked about um, how they can help you with your brand, help you grow your business. And obviously... Can I ask what what, what, what was the company? The company that was the, the JT Fox organization from America. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. We've got a speaker next week for the learning table who worked with JT Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked at these people and, um, I mean, JT speaks very well. He spoke and... I was like, I want to be one of those women on the stage. I mean, I'd been doing business workshops, remember? And I was like, I think I can do it. And so I signed up. Remember, I still had that money. And so I signed up to speak in South Africa. And so they trained. So what they do, they get a coach, they train you. And I remember writing on there my vision and my goals of who I want to be. And and I'm telling you, every one of them has come to pass. And so I went to speak in South Africa and they invited um, Patrice Motsepi, Africa's first billionaire. So I met him there. And the thing is that they're good at what they do. They're very good. And so um, I spoke and the crowd just was just, oh, was just, they they love me. We're crazy. They they came out because I was their neighbor because South Africa is here and Zimbabwe is here. Yeah. So obviously they related to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe your ex that may or may not have heard of you. <laughs> what topic did you talk about? What topic did you speak about? Yeah. Okay. So I talked about um, uh, like how to start a business and I talked about leadership, okay. you know, starting a business, leadership. And for me, because I remember at the restaurant, mm-hmm. yeah. So I talked about my experience, the challenges I went through and the mistakes I made because now I proper coaches. Because remember, in Africa, you don't do all that. I hadn't gone to uni to do it. My husband helped right. me to start that business. But then I realized the mistakes. I talked about the women. So I just talked about how to start a business the right way, uh, marketing and branding. Then I realized that right. I loved marketing and branding. And then I, after that, then they said, listen, you were the best speaker. I didn't even know that they were. Yeah, oh, congratulations. Because it's from all over the world. They, then they wow. said, no, you have to come to L.A. I nearly dropped. <laughs> yeah. I would have too. Yeah. 
But just but that, that's how business works because if you're good, the doors will open. That's know? right. And that's if you're totally different, true. now we're talking about marketing and branding. My point of differentiation then was that I think I was the only woman of color speaking at that time very well. Right. So they said, they would have loved yes. you. Yes. So they said, you got to come to LA. And so went to LA and my life was never the same because they've got, they had a, an amazing lineup of uh, celebrities. And that's when I got so to So hang on a minute, though. So this, is, so this is JT Fox organization yeah. bring you over to LA. Yeah. And part of their program, their speaking program, is to introduce you to celebrities. celebrities. Yeah. Is, that, is that part of yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So um, went to LA and I'll tell you another massive door that opened. And yeah. preparation time is never wasted time. When we're talking about personal branding is working on your image, first impressions count. And so um, I interviewed Mel Gibson. Little did I know that people are watching. People are watching, et cetera. And then I got a call. Um, I was supposed to leave uh, two days after the event. I was flying back to Australia. Then I was invited to the Netflix party. I was invited to the Universal Studios party. Yeah, and what, the, wow. and what they do, I always tell people is that celebrity parties, you don't get the address weeks before. You don't. What they do, right. Jules, is that on the day they ask for your passport and your details, they obviously check with security, everything, and then about an hour and a half before the event, wow. so you- the car picks you up. <laughs> From the other oh, party. Oh, so you still so don't you know go where you're to, going. You go to, so I went to the Universal Party. So when I got to the Universal Party, and I had a host, by the way, somebody that was with me, and and I was not a nobody because, because I got in there. To them, she's somebody, by the way. Right. So when I got to the Universal Party, I met Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And here's the thing, Jules, is that Netflix was just getting big. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't know most of the actors and actresses. You know why? Because maybe I would have acted differently. Yes, you might have been intimidated by them rather than just kind of going, I don't know who you are, so I'll treat you like a normal person. Yeah, but I was very good with my camera. I made sure I was taking photos. (laughs) Yeah, but not too pushy with celebrities. So from the Universal Party, I went to the Netflix Party. And so we went a limo. (coughs) And then they've got the windows blacked out, so I've got no idea how we got there, but we got there. And so we got there, and the carpet was all fur. You know, I'm like, are you outside? And my (laughs) eye is now, I'm trying to walk. (laughs) (laughs) That damn slippery fur. You know, I do this. Yeah, right. Scratching myself. I mean, yeah. Anyway, I get in, and the guy says, I'll leave you to get a drink and stuff. I'm going to speak to some people. I'm by myself at the Netflix party. Right. Guess who I see walking in? I turned Jonah Hill, you know, walking in. And he had lost weight. You know Jonah Hill is from 21 Jump Street? I said, one thing I am is very confident, very. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not missing out on this opportunity. So I waited because he was shaking hands with this person. So I waited because with celebrities, you wait. And then there's got an opening. Then you go. Hey, how are you? My name is Hazel. Hazel, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you look amazing. You know what? And politely, is it okay if I have a photo with you? You know? And it's like, yeah. Then I met 
the next thing, Michael Pena arrives. You know, the one from, um, what's, what's that movie, man, Hazel? Chips. The Mexican oh, yes, guy from yes. Chips. And then he arrived. And, and I'm telling you, they're so friendly. You know, they're different, obviously, in that environment. Some of, the, some of the ladies. Wow, that would be a dream to go to like a party that. like that and have them all be friendly. Yeah, then I met uh, Quincy Jones. We sat. Um, he, he talked about oh Zimbabwe and everything. And Jules, what worked for me is that I didn't know who the owner of even Netflix was at that time. I was sitting around yep. all the founders and didn't even know it. In the background right here was the founder. I'm talking to Quincy Jones. His head is here and he's looking. And that was the beauty of it. It's like, enjoy the moment. But then I got bored yeah. at 12. Oh, stop. Can you believe it? And I'm like, okay, I've got enough photos. I just want to get out of here and post it. <laughs> <laughs> so what was next? <laughs> Sorry. That's the leftovers of my, my cold. So anyway, yeah. I left and then I still had another party to go to the next day. I went to, um, you know, Handsmaid's Tale. The, yes. Um, so I met the ladies there and that was amazing. And I think um, after that, you know, because I've met people and then I started making friends. So even now if I want to go to Hollywood, want to go to events, I know what's happening because they email me. And um, I don't look at celebrities the same. You know, there's the good and wow. the bad side of uh, the celebrity lifestyle. You can obviously see mm-hmm. some of them um, are addicted to drugs. They're not happy. They're not free. Who knows what's no, yeah, Who free. knows what's happening in the background there? And then those that have created the balance. But I don't think it's the lifestyle that I would want, you know. Right. Um, I've, I mean, we've, I've had wealth. Now I've traveled. I've seen these celebrities. I just want to be happy. I just want to have people around me that love me. I want to earn yeah. an honest living, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to sacrifice anything for wealth or riches because... Yeah, great. Integ- integrity is so important, yes, I think. Yes, yes. So I want to advise women that are watching, young people, yeah, because what they're looking at is that I want to aspire to be like Britney Spears. I want to aspire to be like this person. But they don't realize is that that what is true success is being for, uh, fulfilling your purpose that you were created, you know. It's yes, true success exactly. is not about money. No, or, or having cameras or looking good in photos or anything. Mm-hmm. It's about happiness and achieving something and hopefully – you know, helping others in some way, I think. Exactly. Um, but but tell me, so you came back from LA yeah. and obviously started a whole new career. So tell me how that unfolded a bit. Okay, so when I got back from LA, now I need to implement what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, Jules, women that keep going and getting coach after coach after coach after coach, there comes a point where, ladies, you got to prove to us that you've learned enough. you got to take action and implement what you've learned. Because, you know, you can yes. keep going around the cycle of learning and learning. I mean, I went to university. I graduated, did the business coaching. And I'm like, enough now. Let me start my own business. Yeah, yeah. That's when I, I started um, 
doing the in-person events and then obviously mm-hmm. COVID hit and then I had to reinvent myself. So I just like to encourage you, there's nothing wrong with having a mentor coach, but if you still spending money and that coach is not helping you to at least be able to monetize your brand or your business, girlfriend, it's time to get out. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And you can't always be a perpetual student. I agree with you yes. totally there. Mm-hmm. You've got to get out and, and, and utilise all the skills that you've been taught. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm interested to know, though, at a time when the media, obviously there's lots of magazines closing down, yeah. what made you decide to go into publications? And you actually print the magazines, don't you? Yeah, we've actually just partners with um, press readers that's got plus 25 million readers. So, wow. yeah. Let me tell you why I I started getting into the publishing industry, because I'm passionate about marketing and branding. Uh, Definitely magazines will help you to build your brand. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I am seeing, the reality is, is that obviously people are paying for a lot of the the PR work and branding, but they don't deserve it, you know. Yes. There's an addiction. Oh, so you're, we're talking about paid yeah. editorial opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's something that is trending a bit yeah. in the uh, social media at the moment with people going, I, I totally understand if you want to pay to be on the front cover of a magazine, but then don't say, act all shocked and go, yeah. oh, I, I didn't know that I was going to be number one yeah. when you clearly knew and had paid for it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, things are changing, but when we say mm-hmm. build credibility, is that do it the right way, you know? Yes. Um, well, that's what I do. I teach people PR yeah. and how to get featured for free. Yeah. And that has a lot more integrity to it. Yeah, yeah, there is. And then if you're going to definitely pay for it, be honest about it, like you're saying. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. And I've, I've learned something as well is that now we're talking about women investing in each other. I have a problem mm-hmm. in women wanting things also for free, you know? Mm-hmm. is that I've got a business that I'm running and I can't keep coming to you, Jules, to do things for me for free. I have a little child to exactly. feed or else she's going to go hungry with a sore tummy from being hungry. Women, <laughs> yes, true. and I love how you say women need to mention another mention another woman, promote her business, yes. you know. And mm-hmm. I'm all for supporting women's businesses, but at some point pull something out. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree. Mm. Wow, Hazel, what an incredible story. So um, along the way, mm. because this is a show about women in business and we've just been talking about doing shout-outs, I do like to ask people if there have been any women that have really helped you in your career path, and if so, if you want to name them and tell us what they've done. Have you had any women help you along the way? Wow, I've had a lot of women help me. Oh, yes, great. Yes. That's what I want yeah. to hear. Every once in a while someone will say, no, I can't think of any woman or there's only been one and I'm like, oh, no, I want the sisterhood to support each other. Yeah. Um, in Australia, I'm, I mean, a lot of people, I'm currently working with Joanna James. A lot of people don't realise that Joanna and I met when things were really tough for me. You know, I was going through right. my divorce. You know, do you know that I always say to people that Joanna was actually going to give me $50,000 to start a business? Wow, amazing. A true friend, you know. Uh, She was also going through something in her, with her relationship. In her life. um, Sorry, and I don't know Joanna James. Is she a coach or what does she do? No, she's just a friend. She's just a friend that I met. Yeah, a mutual friend we met. And we were just going through our journey. And so now we're working together. And I, I mean, I didn't take the money. 
it's because um, I wanted to get into real estate and go into finance, you know. Right. Yeah. And so what happened is that we, we looked at the proposal and at the end of it, I decided it's not me. Not right for yeah. you. Yeah. And I mean, she was there and it actually made our relationship stronger because we got to learn That's more about fantastic. each other. And now, now we're working together. You know, sometimes you just got to be patient and wait for the right timing and the right Mm-hmm. project to come so uh we working together uh, i love her family she loves my family i also have kathy kathy oh, demarcus always checks on me she's amazing an amazing friend she is absolutely yes. amazing i agree she's been helping me with um she's the boss as well she's a, she is extraordinary yes she is and annie yes, gibbons yes. um yes annie who I met through the global thing that we did at the end of last yes. year. Yes, and that's what I love, actually. There's there's a group of women in Australia where we, we rally and we support each other, you know, and um, yeah. it's it's good. I think once you find your, your clique or your group, stick to it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we just, I mean, even Karen McDermott, you know, she's been in publishing for years, and I mean, she's just like helping me because we want to see more women of colour published books yes absolutely yeah and she's not she doesn't feel intimidated that she's going to be helping hazel she's like yeah let's do it you know Mm -hmm. right oh i love it okay um now we're coming towards the end and one of the things that you touched on earlier and i have had 200 interviews now with women and i hear this all the Mm -hmm. time is burnout and how to avoid it so you've obviously got very close to yourself before Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you juggle work and life now? How do you give yourself time out? Yeah, um, I burnt out quite a bit traveling around the world, uh, university. It actually affected right. my health uh, quite a bit. Right. Even in business, I've learned now to delegate. Don't try and do everything uh, by yourself. Great yeah, advice. You need- but are you keeping your weekends and your evenings for family life? or <laughs> Do you have sort of strict rules or because – because obviously as women running our own businesses and we're and we've got a purpose we mm-hmm. really do have a drive to make change sometimes it's hard to slow down and to sort of make rules around or boundaries to say okay no this is time that I've got to have that's rest time so do you do that yeah i've learned to do that now i've learned to say no because you don't want to say no right but the most important thing is that i used to have a lot of people wasting my time and right. um also meetings that go nowhere and doing things that will, I mean, the, what? So I'm not laughing because it's bad. I'm just laughing because I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have we done a two hour meeting and gone? What was it? Why did that even, why did I even do that? And that's what I love about you, Jules. I mean, when we said, Jules, let's work together. Okay, listen, what's really happening here? You know, it's like Joanna now, Joanna, we sat down and said, let's do this and let's do this. It's making sense, you know? Yeah. yeah, and so now yeah. when it's making sense, even when you're seeing what I'm doing, it doesn't mean, okay, let's just do it now. Okay, It's at the back of our mind that the, the, the perfect time will come. But, but, yes. he, but hear yes. this, is that I have built my brand and I've won so many awards that I say no now. I say no and, I, and I'm and I'm, cause wasting a lot of time pushing this brand. And women leaders hear me. 
especially on LinkedIn, enough is enough. How many certificates do you need and awards? Yeah, yeah, well, there's that Uh too. (laughs) No. But having said that, I think it's really important for women to go for awards. Um, I know you've won loads, but for a lot of women – um, they think, oh, no, I'm not good enough or I shouldn't bother or what does it really do for me anyway? And actually winning awards does yeah. do great things. But there is a time, like as you say when you're a student, where you go enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now I need to get out and, and do stuff money. rather than just be. At a yeah, client I yeah. said, hey, I see you the whole week. What did you do? How many clients did you speak to? I said you went and you spoke at that event and that's how even I got burnt out. Last-minute events, last-minute meetings, and you need to be working in your business, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, what, totally. what can we say? If you're starting off and you need the words, go for it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And and I would never say no to awards yeah. um, unless they, you know, I guess, no, that's not true. I do, that you need to go and find the awards that are right and that are actually going to propel your business forward or there's no point doing yeah. them. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's a really out there question for you, Hazel. Is there a quirky fact about you that most people don't know that you'd be up for sharing with us? Um, I love that question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think interviewing Mel Gibson and doing some of the things that you've done, you've kind of given us some quirky, yeah. but is there anything else that you want to share? Um, I think uh, one of it is Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Oh, yeah, tell us about Charlie Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Uh, When I was interviewing Charlie, um, we had to wait for him for about an hour because he came and he was, yeah, (laughs) he needed to sober up. And when he did. God, imagine having that life where you're just (laughs) trashed all the time as he was for years and years and years. But hear this. Um, Wow. So kind. Really? Yeah. Um, if you watch my interview on YouTube, he he talked about um, a charity that he has, you know, for people with yeah. HIV. And he spoke so passionate about it. And I didn't know that side of him, you know. Well, I knew he was diagnosed yeah. with it and that he's gone very quiet since yeah. then. So it's good to hear that he's giving back, I have to say. Yeah. Because uh, he's been, he was a pretty challenging, pretty selfish guy for a long time. Yeah. I think, um, as he went down that the rabbit hole of drugs and addiction and all the rest of it. So how lovely that he was kind to you and that he's doing good things. Yeah, and even Jewel Kilcher, you know, when she spoke to me, do you know that celebrities can't uh, Who's this? Sorry, what was uh, their Jewel name? Jewel Kilcher, the lady that sings who will save uh, your soul. The celebrity? Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Jewel Kilcher actually started off in her car, singing from her car. And even right. so, when she shared that with me, um, it's, it just made me realize is that we all have our stories, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just very humble. But then she did mention is that when it comes to celebrities, is that they look for specific people. Do you understand? They look for specific people to fulfill a certain demand. So not everybody's mm-hmm. going to become a celebra- celebrity. Do you understand? Some have an appointment with destiny. Yeah. And some don't, you see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. All right. Um, my last question is really nothing to do, well, with 
very much Mm -hmm. other than I love my phone and I love phone apps that are really clever uh, that that are unusual that I haven't heard of. So the last question I would like to ask are, do you use your phone for business? And if so, have you got some clever apps? So that's not email and banking and social media because I'm going to take that as a given. Mm -hmm. But are there any other useful apps that you use on your phone for business or pleasure? Oh, yes. I'm a branding expert. I make sure I've got the face app. So when I take a photo, I take my photo, direct to face app, click it, and it polishes my photo and I'm quick to post. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Great. Yes, love that. Okay, so that's Facetune. Great. Okay. Well, Hazel, thank you so much for all of this um, brilliant life story from you. If anyone wants to get hold of you or they want to see your YouTube interviews or they want to um, connect with you on LinkedIn, whatever, what's the best way for people to get hold of you or to find out what you're up to? Okay. So they can email me at info at harringtonpublications.com. And um, yeah. I don't take messages on my phones, but just email me and you can go onto my website, harringtonpublications.com. Beautiful. Well, I love what you're doing. I love where you've come from. I cannot wait to meet you at our Gold Coast event. And uh, and thank you so much. I mean, really, I'm so glad we connected at the end of last year because otherwise I wouldn't know some of the great women that I met through that um event. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing, Hazel. I can't wait to see what you get up to next, actually. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Me too. I can't wait to meet in person. And the fact that even, I mean, we it took so long for us to come together. It's a memory. We like, (laughs) we met and we both flew afterwards and couldn't get to interview each other. I don't do anything. But anyway, yeah. Thanks, George. Thank you for being so authentic. My absolute pleasure. But uh, yeah, thanks for everything, Hazel. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'sthebos.com.au. She's the boss.